dark matter, dark energy, zoo particles, multi-dimensions. Where exactly are we at in science? And are we wasting our time with theories and ideas that just don't matter? Welcome to the 15-Minute Freethinking Podcast. My name's Carpo. I have a discussion about science today, but it's not specifically science. It's rather our belief in authority and others' authority over our knowledge. It's not about arrogance. It's not about hubris or thinking I know better. There are phenomenal scientists out there in the world, and uh, I am constantly in awe, which is why I listen to mathematicians, theoretical physicians, or physics physicians, is that, does that work? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, actually. Theoretical physics professors, theoretical physics students, would that be a physician? Um, anyhow, uh, however, there is a huge problem with science in today's world. I can't put my finger on it other than to say the greed seems to have taken over. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about funding as well as personal respect and the fact that most people would love to make a scientific claim in their lifetime. And it makes it difficult when you've worked on a theory for a really long time. And it just doesn't pan out. And at one time in history, I mean, even though science has always had its follies, you know, there was a doctor who told other doctors to wash their hands and there would be less, you know, issues with childbirth. Nobody listened to him. They ridiculed him for years. After his death, finally, germs were understood a little better. And uh, people started washing their hands. And uh, what do you know? Deaths went down. But nobody wants to listen when new ideas come out. And therefore, when a new scientific theory comes about, like string theory, and back in the 90s I was fascinated with string theory, when a new theory like that comes around, you say, wow, I wonder what this is all about, and you rally around it. And it's not until 25 years later, when you look at the mathematics on how much it costs to build particle accelerators, and how much of our tax dollars and tax money goes to scientific supposed uh, research, which is actually just theoretical. Now, coming from a, a layman like myself, I realize my credibility as a person speaking on science will always be in question. But it doesn't matter to me. I need to talk about this because even people like Roger Penrose and Sabina Hassenfelder are consistently ridiculed by other people who study physics by saying, well, they just don't understand the value of this research, that we may or may not discover a new particle. And I'm not just dismissing string theory or particle physics or theoretical physics, although they are at the top of the list of some things that could be cut. When you look at the super colliders that have been built, like the one in Geneva, it doesn't bring humanity any closer to understanding each other 
or the world around us. It allows a small select group of people to try and prove their mathematics. The LHC, the Large Hadron Collider, I believe it's 17 miles in diameter, and the thing is monstrous. It is a very expensive toy for a very small group of people. Now, if something comes out of this, I definitely will eat my words. If particle physicists, you know, discover something that helps humanity to, you know, live better lives or produce free energy, I'm all about it. But the discovery of, you know, one detection of a Higgs boson doesn't really help me as a human being living on this planet. Now, to each their own. I'll say this over and over. If it's privately funded, I'm all for it. It's the same way I feel like about going to Mars. But I have really not very little interest here as a human being and a taxpayer of my tax dollars going to that. But if people would like to donate to that, then that's their choice. But there's a lot of justification of research. There's a lot of funding, and it does become selfish at some point. And so what, what do we gain as the public from 20 years of searching for string theory? You know, as I mentioned earlier, like Sabina Halsenfelder and Roger Penrose, there are two that I pointed out, but on the opposite end of the spectrum, we have Michio Kaku and Neil deGrasse Tyson, and some of these other, you know, celebrity scientists, which ridicule anybody who disagrees with whatever, I hate to say these words, but the mainstream narrative is in science. And this is true. It's been proven over and over, and I try to avoid the conspiratorial mindset, but I see it all the time. I've always been fascinated with archaeology and the study of ancient times. And it's not just that they disagree with the alternative theories. They like strongly oppose them. Won't even allow some of these people into you know the area of these pyramids or ruins because they think they're going to destroy the heritage because they have their own theories. And I started becoming more and more suspicious over the years. It's not that I hate science. I love science. <laughs> and I couldn't say that enough. Like, I'm, it's most of what I watch. But when people only listen to a very small group of scientists, you know, they only get part of the picture. And when people do speak up, often they just get ignored or ridiculed. But that's why I brought up people I did because they are world renowned and Sabina's channel is huge on YouTube. I mean she has a ton of viewers and she has great content, sometimes controversial to people, but my opinion on life is this. If it's controversial, you need to hear it. If it's controversial to you, then you need to hear what people have to say. And if you take offense to it, I think that that's something you should probably listen to over and over until you no longer take offense. Most people aren't out there screaming and ranting that ever any any other group is horrible. I mean, there are some hate groups out there, sure, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about the way that people react when their heroes are attacked. As long as they can articulate some benefit to mankind, I'm for it. But hey, that's just me.
I think it was Richard Feynman that said something to the effect of, you know, real science consists of, you know, building something or growing something. Um, you can't just throw new crap on the old, which is what they do with adding various particles, theoretical particles, in order to justify various mathematical equations. Things like dark energy, which are claimed to take up 68% of the universe. Now, I'm not sure on dark matter, but I believe that the combined between them is over 90%, if I'm not mistaken. That, you know, basically most of what we have around us we cannot see. Now, in theory, I could believe this. But knowing that it was only there to fill in a theory, the idea is maybe that the theory is just fucking wrong. I don't know. But people don't want to hear it, and they don't want to talk about it, because they're afraid of admitting they may have been misled. I've had people come down on me because I've argued, uh, when they've shared, you know, telescope pictures with me, I try to tread lightly, because I know people are sensitive. So I say, well, just so you know, you know, those are, it's crazy, because those photos are actually like radio, you know, photographs, or in whichever bandwidth or wave they use, but they colorize them. And the, and I watched a documentary or an interview with the guy, the guy who does that for you know the James Webb Telescope. He was saying, yeah, we colorize this part and that part to show people what you know the differences between the gases. But that's not really what it looks like. That's not a bad thing to learn that. But the point here is that when people hear that what they thought was true isn't true, even if it's still just as cool, they get upset about it. People don't like being misled. There's a lot of talk about a theory of everything in science, for example. And some will say, yeah, we're going to find it. Others will say, no, we're not going to find a theory of everything. We have to change the way that we think. And us, as the average people that don't do this kind of mathematical research, we don't understand. We don't know who's right. Somebody's saying that they're going to solve all the problems, and somebody else says it's just causing problems. All I can do is listen to the debates between people about the value of their research, and the debates I have heard have been priceless. They have called out these groups, like Sabina has done it a lot, called out these groups on their expensive waste of time and research. She does it lightly sometimes, but she... Uh, she has never really had anybody who could defeat her in a debate about the value of this research. It's always the same old argument that we'll find something one day. So I don't know how much time is enough time, but I guess that was my point here, mainly about theoretical physics and particle physics. Is it a waste of time? I don't know. I do feel in my heart that there are some things that we don't need to understand. And um, I don't know if some of those deeper questions lie within that realm or that, you know, study. I, I, I'm really not sure. <sighs> Science has to change. And I don't say that as some arrogant prick who thinks science should think the way I do. I want to make this very clear. I have no strong opinions when it comes to things. If I hear something that disputes something that I have heard, I instantly research it 
I instantly take the time to learn about it. If somebody calls me out on something and says you're wrong, the in, the first thing I do is look into it because I have no intention of wronging people or ever giving people false hope or information. I want to always be as honest as I possibly can. Sure, do I lie to myself sometimes? I try, but it doesn't work. <laughs> I tend to be, you know, I, I like to be... I like to understand myself and people on an honest level. And uh, so when I talk about science like this, it's because I understand some basic premises, which is science has to be falsifiable, first off. It has to be falsifiable. You have to be able to do a study. You can't call something scientific study, I mean, you can have all the theories you want, but it's not science if you can't actually do the research and go see what you're studying. It has to be falsifiable, and there have to be studies that are done on it. Uh, you have to have control groups, or at least other people who are doing the same study, whatever type of study it may be. Peer-reviewed studies. We have to eliminate bias as much as possible. And I know that's asking a lot because <laughs> we're human. But bias elimination is crucial. And that's very hard when people are said, find this result. And therefore, in certain industries, there's a lot of corruption in science. In others, not so much at all. You know, a lot of biological things, people don't mind as much when it comes to like weapons production or, you know, something like that. It's different or the discovery of whether a drug is useful or not, which we've seen plenty of corruption in the pharmaceutical industry, and I definitely won't go into that. Although, you know, following, quote, protocols um, wasn't exactly done on the COVID situation. And that, uh, you know, the, quote, 100%, you know, immunity rate or benefit the vaccine was supposed to give was actually due to the fact that only two people died in the control group and one person died in the vaccine group, so therefore there's 100%. It was literally two people to one person. Uh, there is so little known about how this, quote, science is done. People are losing their faith in science. And that bothers me. It bothers me because I love scientific studies and discoveries. So much more could be done if we weren't doing it for the wrong reasons. If it wasn't about profit, which with the pharmaceutical industry, when was it not about profit? There shouldn't be conflicts of interest. There shouldn't be revolving doors. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, I think two-thirds of all FDA, you know, heads have gone, I think, a, 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 like nine out of ten of their, you know, the head of the FDA have gone into the pharmaceutical industry after they left the FDA. I mean, think about that for a minute. And this is what they're telling us is the science. There can't be a mission of results either. That's a big one. Um, a lot of scientists will keep doing a study until it matches what they want to you know, believe is true. So just use Occam's razor and follow the money. Because when it comes to certain science, I mean, the psychedelic experience is probably just as valid, especially with theoretical physics. Ah, you know, there are so many taboo topics that people really shouldn't talk about. And it's funny because they used to be like religion, politics, and 
of course, how much money you make was one back when our parents were kids. But uh, it's like now it's like religion, science, politics, intelligence level, or talking about gurus, spirituality, wealth, death, the differences between men and women, or gender, or whatever you want to call it, uh, immigration, crises of mental health, and I think that that last one is something that is perhaps the main takeaway here, which is that mental health is suffering strongly, and when the science presented to us is bullshit and a waste of time, but we're not focusing on the issues we need to. And, you know, putting that time and money into things that actually benefit the average person, the the public won't get behind it. Unless you dress it up really fancy, make a little documentary, and get everybody believing that, you know, particles are what matter in their life. And uh, so that sounds kind of (laughs) harsh, I realize. And uh, no offense to anybody who wants to do this kind of research. Definitely don't mean that. I just hope that you would realize that the taxpayers shouldn't be funding something like, you know, uh, theoretical physics, especially when it hasn't yielded any results whatsoever yet. And also, the public should be damn well aware that many of these scientists who tell you that things are safe or things aren't safe are often biased towards the companies that they work for, and we're all kind of on on our own. And the Internet's the Wild West of opening discussions between people on these things. And there's also a lot of bullshit in the alternative community. So, you know, some people just go to some alternative idea or a cure or start hating science, for example, in this case. Like, oh, I heard science lied to me once, you know. No, science is great. It's a practice. The the thing about science is it's a method, and people have turned it into a political ploy. And that, my friends, just can't stand. We can do better. So that's my podcast for tonight, and I appreciate you coming. This was Carpo719 on YouTube. Uh, 15-minute free-thinking podcast over and out. If you'd like to contribute, you can visit me on Patreon at Carpo719. And uh, I appreciate you all. Talk to you next time.